always so impressed with just how confident and adaptable, solution-focused our community is here in Cutco. We've grown up in a world where people are focused on personal and professional development and where people are also encouraged to look outside of our business for best practices and strategies that can inform how they work their businesses inside Cutco. And I think as a result, that's made people really resilient. And I believe that resiliency is something that's showing up right now. That's Josh Muller, one of the most elite sales professionals I've ever met. As a national consultant with Cutco, Josh is on the forefront of helping Cutco reps spread best practices and innovate new ideas for handling the crisis facing us all right now. Josh offers actionable ideas that salespeople and business owners can use to maintain sales and to prepare themselves for the growth opportunities that lie ahead. It's so easy to get caught up in the negativity. Like when we look at what the negativity is, there's a lot related around the things we can't control. But I think there's also a number of things that we still can control. What I'm noticing is that with the most successful people who are also staying consistent during this time, there's also what I would call through lines. And those are the things that all of them have in common. And the through lines that I'm noticing are... Good thing you press play as there will be lots of ideas in this episode. I'm grateful to be able to share with you the insights of master sales professional and marketing consultant, Josh Muller. Welcome to Changing Lives, Selling Knives. I'm your host, Dan Cassetta. There's a generation of entrepreneurs and business leaders out there right now who are positively impacting the world using lessons and skills that they first learned from selling Cutco knives with Vector Marketing Corporation. This podcast was created to share inspiring stories from Cutco's most prominent alumni and current leaders. On this show, you'll meet successful entrepreneurs, best-selling authors, superstar business executives, and transformational leaders from many walks of life. All our guests will have two things in common. One, they're all changing lives today through their work and their influence. And two, they all started out selling Cutco knives when they were younger. The lessons of the Cutco Vector experience are numerous, are compelling, and are real-world concepts for business and life. Through hearing real-life stories and hands-on experiences, you'll gain insights that can help you in whatever it is that you do in life. Thanks for pressing play. Let's get on with today's episode. Welcome to the podcast, everyone. This is a very special episode today with Josh Muller, who is one of the elite sales professionals that I know. And we're going to talk about some crisis solutions for professional salespeople. Josh has been in the Cutco Vector business since 2001. He is the number three all-time Cutco sales rep with over $6.1 million in career personal sales. Uh, Josh and his wife, Amy, are also the founders of Vast Action which is a marketing and consulting business for entrepreneurs and professional salespeople. Josh is also a national consultant within the Cutco sphere, and he is at the forefront of helping spread best practices during this critical time. All the things that are going well for salespeople in the Cutco business, and I'm sure we're going to have a lot of great insights for salespeople, whether they're in or out of the Cutco business today. So Josh Muller, thank you so much for making time on short notice for this podcast. Such a pleasure, Dan. Excited to be here, man. Fantastic. Well, 
uh, I want to hear, first of all, what were some of your initial thoughts as a small business owner and as a professional salesperson? What were some of your initial thoughts as this crisis began to unfold here in the last couple of weeks? Yeah, great question. I mean, I remember when it happened, there was a lot of worry, a lot of concern, a lot of uncertainty for sure. Cutco does 5,000 events a year or more. And I remember just we overnight lost hundreds of those events because they were canceled nationwide. That's a big deal to us. You know, I was staying in an Airbnb with multiple people who had just gotten home from Paris for a week. And uh, so I just remember having thoughts to myself of, gosh, you know, a lot of what if questions like, what if I can't travel? What if I can't get home to my wife? What if, you know, sales disappear? What if we struggle financially? Like, uh, what if I get sick? How do I make sure my wife and my family and my employees don't get sick? And just, you know, lots of, a lot of concern, a lot of real difficulty, and just thoughts of like, wow, this is this seems like it's going to be extremely challenging, and there's a lot of uh, unanswered stuff happening here for sure. Yeah, so I think that mirrors the way a lot of professionals are feeling right now yeah. about you know what lies ahead. Is there's uncertainty and doubt about what's going to happen? A lot of the things that we would like to do have been canceled, as you mentioned. In, in Cutco events is a really big part of our sales. And for particularly those reps that specialize in events, they, they've had, you know, a huge chunk of their projected business and income eliminated here for at least a, a couple months. Um, and so uh, it's it's definitely a real difficulty. What do you think is a are some elements of the mindset that uh, help people move through this type of a challenge? Yeah, I mean, I think that what's really helped me and multiple other people that I coach and consult with right now is. Having the mindset of focusing on what we can control versus what we can't control. You know, there's a lot going on in the world right now. Things seem to be changing daily or weekly at this point. And it's so easy to get caught up in the negativity of like when we look at what the negativity is, there's a lot related around the things we can't control. But I think there's also a number of things that we still can control. We can control how we show up to every day. We can control how we're taking care of ourselves through this time. We can control our, our responsibility, our feeling of responsibility to you know the health and safety of others. I love thinking in terms of instead of why can't we blank, thinking more in terms of how might we blank, filling that blank with things that are more future-oriented and, and helping come up with solutions versus uh, come up with excuses. And I think just focusing on finding creative solutions that help us adapt and tailor our approaches personally and professionally to, you know, the reality or of the circumstances that we face at this time. And then, you know, I think also being interested in crowdsourcing wisdom. Personally, I'm not a very innovative person. And, you know, when I look at a lot of the personality tests, I'm very structured and very proven process oriented and stuff like that. And so one focus for me mindset wise is just owning that and letting that be okay for me. And, and then knowing that for me to thrive during this time, I need to be reaching out to people who are much more innovative than I am and finding out what they're doing to have success. And to me, that's really a mindset of crowdsourcing wisdom from others. And then being of the mindset of supporting the community and supporting what's happening versus retreating and trying to find ways to, to serve and, and really help clients and employees and the community and stuff like that. And just really viewing this from the perspective of, oh, it's no big deal. It's blown out of proportion, blah, 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 blah. But instead, like coming from a place of, of saying, hey, like we have a responsibility to the community here to be informed. 
to be cautious and to also continue to do the things that we need to do in order to make sure that we're able to thrive through this time and not just survive, but also thrive. So, Yeah. Awesome. Great stuff right there, Josh. Just the simple point you began with about focusing on what we can control in a time of uncertainty. To me, that's one of the very most important things that we can be doing is thinking about, okay, well, you know, there's all these things here that I can't control. I can't control how long we're going to be on, you know, shelter in place. I can't control a lot of other elements of what's going on here, but what are the things that I can control? How we show up every day, how we take care of ourselves, as you said, taking on a mindset and responsibility of helping other people. And I love the idea of solution orientation. Right. Many years ago, I heard a, a speaker at a Vector meeting say, you know, the question to ask yourself is not, can I? The question to ask yourself is, how can I? Right. right? And the way you put it was, how might we? Right. And being able to ask ourselves those questions enable us to find new solutions, new answers. And your point about crowdsourcing wisdom is brilliant. And we are in a great place in Vector to be able to do that because there's so many people who work here and we're all interconnected and everybody knows everybody or can get a hold of everybody very easily. There's a lot of groups, you know, that people are a part of in the company. And it's easy for us to be able to get the wisdom passing from one person to the next. And that enables us to find those solutions more quickly and implement things more quickly. So I thought that was some really good stuff. I had a conversation with Brandon Brown, who for context is the number one salesperson in Cutco for last year, 2019. Brandon, he said, you know, one of the parts of his mindset is asking the question, what is the gift in this situation? Or what is the opportunity in this situation? And one of the things that came to my mind is that we have a real opportunity for connection with others during this time in new and more powerful ways. Life is about connection. And I think there's a lot of salespeople that, that don't take time out of their schedules just to really connect with some of their best customers, right? A simple phone call to say, hey, you know, I'm not able to do a lot of my events or things that I have going on right now. And I have time. I, I thought I'd call you to see how you're doing, right? How's your family? How, you know, how are things going? How are you handling this situation? Just to have conversations with people. Not necessarily sales conversations, although some of them can lead to that, but just to have conversations with people and, and connect. And that connection is going to benefit all of our people, all salespeople. That level of connection can benefit salespeople on the back end when this is over in a lot of really big ways. It's a lot of the same concepts John Rulin talks about, about really like deeply connecting so that you're top of mind with your customers, with your clients. And that's something that we can do. I would also add that I think an important part of the mindset is the long-term perspective that people should be able to see here. Because as difficult as this is in the moment, the reality for virtually everyone listening to this podcast, and hopefully for everyone listening to this podcast, is that we're going to be okay. We're going to be okay on the back end of this, and our businesses will come back, and we will we'll be fine, and life goes on. And 10 years from now, or 20 years from now, we'll look back on this as a story to tell. Yeah. Hey, do you remember that year when everything shut down for two months? You know, like, wow, you know, that was crazy, crazy times. And it'll be a story to tell more than it will be a, a time of great difficulty for us in our lives. And I think that if we can remember 
that sort of long-term perspective, it'll help people to be a little bit more motivated right now to be doing what they can. So those are just a few of my thoughts as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I agree. I mean, I think that, um, I remember I started the day after 9-11 with Cutco and I remember thinking to myself, will people really buy knives during this time? And the reality was that people did. And, um, I remember when we hit the, you know, the financial downturn in 2008, 2009 and the uncertainty that existed around that, but then how just continuing to take the steps and do the work anyways, resulted in some of our best years ever as a company with Cutco. And, and I think it's just a testament to the power behind when people make the choice to continue on regardless of the difficulty, what can actually come from that through just the consistent action. Yep. Awesome. Very powerful. Well, let's talk about some the things that uh, top performers are doing right now. I know that you have your finger on the pulse of what's going on in the Cutco universe as well as anyone. Who are some of the salespeople in Cutco that are having the most success lately? And what are some of the things that they're doing? Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, I'm really so impressed on a daily basis. I mean, I've spent so many hours on Zoom and on calls and things like that with people from all over the country. And I'm always so impressed with just how confident and adaptable and you know solution focused our community is here in Cutco. We've grown up in a world where people are focused on personal and professional development and where that's embraced and where people are also encouraged to look outside of our business for best practices and strategies that can inform how they work their businesses inside Cutco and I think as a result that's made people really resilient. And I believe that resiliency is something that's showing up right now. But when I think about like what are some of the best people doing to adapt and still have success, I think about, you know, there's so many different people who are doing so many different things and all of those things are working. So what I'm learning talking with everybody is there's no right or wrong approach here. There's just really a, a number of best practices, if you will. Mm -hmm. And that what I'm noticing is that with the most successful people who are also staying consistent during this time, there's also what I would I call through lines. And those are the things that all of them have in common. And so I'm asking the question, what are the through lines on a daily basis that I'm seeing right now? And the through lines that, that I'm noticing are people pivoting from a sales-oriented approach that's really about them and their goals into more of a service-oriented approach that's about how they can show up for their customers during this time. I'm also noticing that the best, most consistent people are also... They're approaching this from the perspective of like, hey, it's just business as usual. Maybe with some slight adjustments, but you know, like maybe instead of meeting face to face at a show, we're meeting virtually now. Instead of going into people's homes, which I don't recommend right now, instead what we're doing is we're finding more creative ways to still meet customers' needs, and whether that's you know talking over the phone or getting on a virtual video call like this or something like that. Another thing is calls, calls, calls. I mean, the people that are doing the best right now, they're working the phones. They understand that people are home more now than ever before. They're cooking at home more now than ever before. So that just creates an environment where with Cutco, they're using our products and services more now than ever before. And it just makes sense to make phone calls. They're also blocking more time than they would normally do for phone calls simply because more people are answering. And if you're calling your past customers, those conversations typically tend to be a little bit longer. Also, having a relationship focus. 
instead of a business to, you know, like, Hey, I'm calling about business focus. It's more of a, Hey, I'm calling because I care about you. I'm concerned about you. I want to check in with you. I want to see how things are going. And just having that human to human connection, like what you were talking about, Dan, especially at this time, it's so much more important than ever before. I also realize I'm noticing that there's many people who are used to kind of leaning on their marketing. And I think the marketing is good, like sending the emails, sending the text messages, things like that. But the people that are really having the success are the people who are not just doing that and taking what comes to them, but the people who are doing that plus making the phone calls. Letting the marketing be something that creates attention, but letting the calls be where the intention comes across. Because it's in a phone call, like you and I having this conversation where we can feel emotion, we can feel you know, people's, their voice, their tone, their real concern, their, their emotions, and it makes a big difference. Um, also, I notice a through line being daily activity. So like they have certain things, routines that they built in place, both personally to take care of their energy and their own personal mindset and just their own emotional and mental and physical well-being while also having routines in place on a daily basis for how they're managing their business, how they're approaching just staying productive in their business, which we can talk more about productivity in a little bit. And then also, I've heard a few people say this really important quote that I think resonates really well. And it is that you know it's only a big deal if we make it a big deal. And I don't say that to minimize the importance of the crisis and the pandemic that we're all facing. I think that that is a big deal. However, while that's causing all of us to have to pivot and change right now, that doesn't mean that our pivot and our change needs to be a big deal to our clients or needs to be a big deal to us. So having that mentality of like, hey, this thing that I can't control is really a kind of a big deal. But also coming from the perspective of just because that's a big deal doesn't mean that like us switching over to virtual needs to be a big deal. Or our factory and the fact that our service departments closed down for a few weeks that doesn't need to be a big deal. And so just remembering that to customers, it's only a big deal if we make it a big deal. And so we're in control of how they perceive and how they receive things based on how we show up to the table. Yeah. A lot of good insights right there, Josh. The idea of the opportunity for human-to-human connection, I just want to come back to that because I just feel like that is a really big gift that we have in this time. I think that a lot of our salespeople in Cutco, particularly the really high performing ones, really top performers, they've become comfortable with a certain way of operating. They've Mm -hmm. fine-tuned their way of operating to the point where it was relatively easy. And now that's kind of being shaken a little bit and there has to be a lot more proactivity that happens. You talked about picking up the phone, actually making phone calls, right? And a month ago, two months ago, most people didn't answer their phones, right? right? That all of a sudden has changed. People are home. They are answering their phones. They are picking up. They are having conversations because that's one of the ways, one of the few ways that they have of connecting with others right now. And it, it all just ties together as an opportunity that we all have. And, and I think that salespeople have to get themselves out of their comfort zone to be able to be willing to you know, make phone calls to connect with people, have actual real life conversations. And that the, uh, the, the benefit of that is all the extra connecting that can happen right now with other people. That was so good. You also had the insight about daily activity and you talked about, you know, doing things to maintain one's energy, one's mindset, one's well-being. Another opportunity I see in this whole situation is that for those people that have a little more time on their hands, 
there's an opportunity for accelerated personal growth during this time. And the accelerated personal growth that somebody undertakes in the next month or two is going to be able to multiply out in their results in the future. And so I hope a lot of you listening are reading a little bit more, are studying, are working on your craft a little bit more, well, you know, watching videos, things that can be really helpful, feeding your mind with good stuff that's getting internalized so that when you are at full steam again in the future, right, you're going to have even better results because you took this little bit of time to sharpen the saw, right, as Stephen Covey would have put it uh, in the seven habits of highly effective people many years ago, right? You got to take that time to sharpen the saw. Well, a lot of you have a little more time to do that right now. So that is key as well. What other ideas, Josh, are, do you feel like are emerging to get results uh, in the current situation? Yeah, I think that I'm so fascinated by people like Curtis Jacobs, for example, who I, I believe you've had on this podcast in the past, Dan, and He's arguably the greatest residential cutco rep of all time, and or he's up not there. arguably. Yeah, he would be on the Mount Rushmore. Of let's get let's yeah let let's put him up there right now, <laughs> right? So, but you know, I think about how adaptable Curtis is. I mean, he's been in kind of one lane or two lanes in the business for a number of years, and he's really great at those lanes. But I just was so inspired having a conversation with him the other day about how he's adapted very quickly and pivoted from you know, hey, listen, I can't go to shows. I can't go to people's homes. Those are the two main ways I do business. So instead, I'm just going to have people sanitize their knives, drop them off to me. And then I'm going to set up a virtual appointment and sharpen them for them. And I'm going to have my assistant, if they don't want to come out into public, I'm going to have my assistant go out to them and have them leave the knives on the front porch and make sure they know what they need to do to sanitize them. We're going to quarantine their knives for three days before we even handle them. We'll leave a catalog on their front porch when we take the knives so that they know that it was us that took them and not somebody else. And there's just all these, so many little ways that he's like pivoting and adapting in such an intelligent way that it's just really fun to see, you know? And I think that that creative thinking comes from the result of like saying, Hey, okay, cool. So my menu is changed or the, or the ingredients that I normally put on my menu have changed because the seasons have changed, but that doesn't mean that my business has to go away. And so the biggest question I'm hearing right now from people is, Hey, Josh, you know, how do I have a sales conversation with a prospect or with a client without coming across as insensitive or without coming across as like salesy or selfish or making it all about me? And I think it's a really fair question. And even with some of the, the best salespeople I know, it's not necessarily a very easy question to answer. It's a very difficult question to answer. And I think this is where you know messaging is very important right now. And, and it doesn't really matter what you sell, what product or service you're repping, or what kind of business you run. I think that there is messaging out there right now that makes sales conversations okay to have. And I think that you know, it really all comes down to framing. So first, we have to come from the place of that human-to-human -human connection, like picking up the phone, showing real, true concern for clients, and then also just offering to serve them, like finding out, is there anything I can do to be of service for you? I think this is an ideal time to get updated information on customers, reaching out to a customer and saying, hey... Let me make sure I have your address correct, your phone numbers correct, your emails correct, all of that. I loved uh, talking with Curtis. He's like, I'm asking my clients and, and they're saying, or when they give me their email, I say, okay, cool. Now, is that your spam email or is that actually like your real email? 
And they say, well, you know, that's my spam email. It's like, I say to my clients personally, like, okay, well, you know, Dan, that I don't spam you. So how about I go ahead and get your real email from you, right? And it's just such a small little tweak that makes so much sense because every email I get updated, every phone number I get updated, every address I get updated, makes every future marketing campaign that I run that much more uh, efficient and effective. Mm -hmm. And it's just such a smart thing to do right now while we all have more time on our hands, right? Customers appreciate it because we're calling, making that personal connection. They appreciate we're getting all their information updated. And at the same time, offering service. I mean, I look forward to coming out of this with hundreds of people on my to-go service list. As soon as we get the green light to get outside of our homes and business as like back to business as usual, I'm able to hit the ground running and have hundreds of people that I can go see and stay busy. I look forward to the first couple months back to normal being the months that make up for any losses I may or may not have experienced during the couple months off. And then I think also just transitioning from that conversation. A lot of people, I think, don't feel comfortable having the sales conversation. And so they kind of, they're doing these things, but then they stop at that point. Well, at that point, I, I think that's the most important place to actually transition into, hey, is there anyone else you know that uses our products and services that could also use service that I should reach out to and building that referral base? Is there anybody else that you know that has commented on our products and services or that you know needs our products and services that I can reach out to after this is all blown over to continue to build that referral base, not just for people that own products and services or products and services that may need help with them, but also people who don't have those products and services and may want to invest in them. And then, you know, making it understandable why, hey, now is the time for us to actually be rallying behind a movement. And I think the movement that we all need to be rallying behind right now is keeping the American economy running. And so the thing I wasn't expecting was customers reaching out to me, Dan, and saying, hey, Josh, do you have any specials going on? I'm looking for ways to help keep our economy going. And Cutco just makes sense. You're an American company. I'm going to have it for a lifetime. I know I'm going to need gifts. I'm already cooking more in my home right now than, than usual. And so I see opportunities in my kitchen to upgrade things. So what can you do for me? And I don't normally run special pricing this time of the year. And it just made me realize like, wow, I really... For people that want to show up in that way to keep our economy going, I need to show up for them. And so now I've started tailoring the conversation with my client to say, Hey, Dan, here's the deal, man. I just want to let you know, I know things could be tough right now for you. Maybe they're not. I don't really know. But what I want to make sure is that you're in the know on what most of my customers are asking me about. And so the thing I wasn't expecting is people to reach out to me and say, Hey, I'm looking for ways to keep our economy running. Do you have any specials that can, that can help me out with uh, investing in Cutco? And then I said, Hey, sure, I can show up for my clients in that way. And so we're running specials right now because business is booming. People are cooking at home more than ever. People are spending more time with their families now than ever. So it just makes sense for us to be supporting our clients who are referring their friends and family, for our clients who are looking to upgrade their, their kitchens, and for our customers that are looking to take care of their gift shopping while we've got deals going on. So if it's something that you're interested in becoming a part of as well, let me know. And if not, no worries. And I think it's important for clients to feel that they have options and that they also know what their outs are. And in doing so, leaving it up to the client it's more coming from the perspective of being a consultant instead of a salesperson. And sometimes great consulting is understanding clients' needs that they're expressing and meeting those needs. While other times, a great consultant is also really good at keeping clients in the know on what's happening. And that's the way I'm approaching it, is how can I keep my clients in the know so that they can let me know what's best for them? 
And then I love and honor them which, whichever direction it goes in. So like you were saying earlier, sometimes a sales conversation just naturally comes up, but sometimes we just have to let them know that we're okay with having that conversation and see how they respond to that. And then our response to their response is coming from a place of grace and a place of information versus a place of all about my goals or all about me or whatever. Awesome. So many good insights, Josh. I think about the idea of building off of the conversations for you know purely relationship building, checking in on people, seeing how they're doing, finding out what we can do for them, right? Offering that service, building a list for future contact, right? All those things. The idea you shared about just simply updating people's contact info, like that's a simple little thing, but a good little nugget that people can take you know, that they can put into those conversations. And that can segue into asking for referrals, mm-hmm. right? And being able to, to be developing some referrals right now that we can be uh, reaching out to. The concept of creating a movement and the movement we're creating is keeping the American economy running, right? Continuing to support our own economy and, and the fact that Cutco is American made. I think that can be a good point, a good selling point for some of our customers. And the concept that people are cooking in right now more than ever. I feel like that's a vastly underrated benefit that we have in this situation right here. It totally is true in our household. We're cooking three meals a day right now for four people. And in the past, it was breakfast was something that, you know, or typically we have a nanny that would come in and would prepare breakfast for our kids. Lunch, they're out, they're at school. And dinner, we would maybe do some nights a week, but not every night, you know? And uh, uh, there's a lot of nights eating out or takeout, stuff like that. And, and now that's turning into a lot of meals being cooked in the house, creating more of an awareness of the need for uh, the kinds of products that we have for people. And so there is a big opportunity right there in that idea as well. Is there anybody else in the Cutco sphere that you want to spotlight in terms of things that they're doing or any stories that you want to share on that one? Yeah, I mean, I would say that there's so many people out there working their databases right now in such an effective way. I think of Chelsea Rodriguez, who has sold, you know, um, gosh, I think close to $45,000 over the past three weeks in knives, right? Josh Resizer, who works shows every weekend and now has adapted into running virtual service appointments for his clients, like helping people get their knives sharpened virtually. I mean, that's a very foreign concept, but it's a real possibility and it's getting real results. I think about Deanna Scortino, who has been just finding multiple different ways to innovate and still be of service to her clients and create you know, great weeks. I think of people like Rob Robincheck, who has said, Hey, listen, I'm still reaching out to all of my clients who run businesses because you know businesses are looking for ways like if you follow john rulin and the giftology philosophy at all businesses right now are looking for ways more now than ever to appreciate their best people in their organization and also their best clients outside of their organization to connect to gift in a really like an intelligent way with no expectation of anything in return and just really love on and shine on people. And so, you know, I could keep going on and on and on, but I know we've got a limited amount of time today, but there's just so many people out there. And I think the biggest commonality they all have is they're saying, Hey, I may have to work harder than I'm used to. I may have to deal with lower averages than I may be used to, but I want to come out of this stronger. I want to come out of this better. And I understand that that hard work and and maybe those differences that I'm not used to are, are what are going to 
helped me get through this and come out the other end, better version of myself because of it. Yeah, that was great. How are you and Amy responding and, and approaching these times? Yeah. So great question. Thank you for asking. I'm blessed to be married to one of the best business professionals I've ever had the opportunity of meeting. And uh, she's really amazing. You know, I came home from a three-week travel trip and to quarantine. And she said, hey, how can we show up for our employees and our clients and our community the best way possible right now? And in answering that question, we realized that there were a number of marketing resources we needed to make available to our community to just help ease these times. So we've had multiple conversations with customers, and you know, executives and people that we work with to find out what people's biggest needs are. And right now, people's biggest needs from our perspective are, you know, hey, how do I market and communicate and get my messaging right during this time in a way that's respectful and also helps people know what I still have available in terms of what they can buy, what you know, what services we provide, and all of that. So we've been working really hard behind the scenes to come up with email marketing, text marketing, phone approaches. Creating, you know, part of what we do is consulting and training for salespeople and entrepreneurs. So creating lots of training tools around that has been super helpful to our community. And just coming from the place of like being of service. And if we can't do it for free, which a lot of it is free, most of it is free, but you know, even when we can't do it for free, just doing it in a way where we're at least able to cover the costs of paying our employees to do the work that they're helping us do. Another big thing is as a company, we just said, hey, no matter what. Um, While many of our employees' spouses are being laid off, we are not laying off our employees. So no matter what it takes, we are going to find the way to keep our employees on and continue to, to make our payroll in order to support the employees who have gotten us to where we are today as an organization. Because we understand that without them, we aren't who we are. And so we're in this together. We're approaching this as if like, hey, we're all one big happy family and we're here to help each other. We're also, you know, having, making sure we're reaching out to our family and our friends and, you know, people who we haven't connected with in a, in a deep way in recent times. We're just making sure that we're carving out time for that. And then, you know, we're spending more quality time together now than ever before because we have it. We're going for walks every day. We were in our, you know, our, our long guy hasn't come to mow our lawn in a while because he, you know, is elderly and quarantining. And so we have weeds in our yard that are this tall. So we took a machete and, we each had a machete and we went out in our yard and we just chopped down weeds the other day. You know, we're just doing things that keep us busy and also entertain us and, and also create space where we can spend time together. And so, you know, that's what we're focused on right now. We're also exploring all of the resources that are available to help our business thrive through this time. So whether that's discounts in the stock market and, you know, places we can put our savings right now, or it is the new stimulus package and the things that are available for entrepreneurs and business owners in that, we're just spending time doing the research and connecting with the people who can help us answer questions in all of those areas to make sure that we're being responsible and that we're being mindful about our decision-making during this time. We're also spending less than ever before. We're going out less than ever before because we feel a responsibility to protect people's health and wellness in our community. And um, and also, like we don't know how long this is going to last. So we want to make sure that the dollars go as far as they possibly can. Yes. Great, great stuff there, Josh. You know, as you were sharing all the things that you and Amy are doing, the thought that came to my mind for a lot of people is to think about what can I be developing during this time that I'm going to be able to harvest later, that I'm going to be able to reap the benefits from later, different systems you can develop, approaches you can develop. Again, things like working on your techniques, working on your game, practicing, studying, personal development. Any of those things are all ways of us developing 
during these times abilities and tools that we're going to be able to reap the benefits from, you know, after. And I think that's a part of, of uh, going through this as well. Absolutely. Do you have any other thoughts for salespeople maybe who are outside of Cutco? I'm sure this stuff would apply to people in Cutco as well. But uh, what else do you, do you th- feel like you might have? Oh, gosh, I would say, you know, a few things that are really helping me kind of keep my ship on the right course, if you will, or just making sure that I understand what's considered productive and what's not. So I want to make sure I'm maximizing productivity because I don't want to get sucked into the quicksand pit of streaming and social media, right? So just making sure that I'm being mindful about how I'm spending or investing my time right now. So I mean, Amy and I, we love watching movies and TV. So we have our time every evening where we watch a TV show together or we may watch a movie or something like that. But there's a lot of intention around that. It's not just mindless. We're making sure we're not spending our days on the couch just because we are feeling overwhelmed by the negativity of the world and or just the uncertainty of the world, right? So that I think that making a list of things to do that haven't been getting done. As entrepreneurs and professional salespeople, a lot of times we're in the race all the time down in the trenches. And so it's very easy to build up a whole list of things we know we should be doing that we just haven't had the time to do. Well, now more than ever, we've got time to get those things done. So whether it's cleaning up the database or doing some stuff around the house or learning something or diving into a course that you purchased that you never got to or reaching out to colleagues to learn best practices from them. There's so many different things to do. I would recommend like, what are the top five things that you've been wanting to do that you haven't made time to do because you've been too busy personally and professionally? And then, you know, make that list and then also make a list of what are the first steps towards working towards getting like doing those things, right? What would be step one, step two, step three? So the first step plus the next two steps, identify those things and then just focus on those things. One of my coaches and mentors, Brendan Richard, says, you know, hey, if, if I can get one thing done that moves me closer to my dreams or closer to my ideal business, my ideal personal world every day for 365 days, that's a lot of progress over the course of 12 months. Now, when I think about where I want to be in 12 months, that can feel overwhelming or too big, especially when we're facing something like this, which is an unknown wrench in the plan. But I look at it and go, I can still get one thing done every day. And if I make that progress every day for a week, that's a tremendous amount of progress, especially if it's 30 to 60 minutes on that one thing. I could work on three or four projects over the course of the first half of my day and feel more productive than ever before. Having a plan A and a plan B, this is what I call, you know, expect the best, but also be prepared for the worst thinking. So, you know, what's your plan A based on current circumstances right now on how you're going to approach the next two to three months? And then, What's your plan B? Worst case scenario, in case things change, things get worse, or they don't go as planned in plan A, what's your backup plan? I don't normally advocate for backup plans because I think making it like being decisive and committing to goals is about cutting off all the other options. But in a time like this, it, it makes sense when things are changing every day to just have that backup plan so that if things change, you already know what you're going to do. You don't have to restart all over again like you did a few weeks ago with all the uncertainty because you've already mapped it out. And then, you know, connect with the family. So take the time, call your parents, call your brothers and sisters, call your significant others, just call people that you care about 
and see how they're doing. I received a text message from a client the other day that said, I, I just reached out to a client saying, Hey, I'm just thinking about you. How you doing? And the response was, Hey, great. I've been at home for, for a whole week. Haven't gone outside. You're the first person to reach out to me to see how I'm doing. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like nobody else? They're like, nope, no family, no nobody. I mean, I get it. We're all in this experience where like we're changing every day and we're trying to figure out how to deal with it. So we're not thinking about our family members. But if you're that person that hasn't thought about it yet, well, pick up the phone tonight, tomorrow, do something this weekend to connect with those people and just remind them that you're okay. And also make sure they're okay too. You'll appreciate it. It'll make you feel better. And it'll also make you feel more excited to get out and get working on your database. Yeah, Josh, it was just a lot of great stuff right there. I think that uh, the basics of time productivity that apply during normal circumstances are even more applicable right now. Thinking about what are the most important things I need to do each day, having a list of what are your key three, four, five, six activities for each day, doing them early in the day, right? Trying to get things done early in the day, doing the most important things first, right? Before any other distractions come up. I know that in my life, there's a lot of distractions that are happening now because my kids are home we're trying to work and you know it's not always easy to be able to do that but if i focus on the most important things earlier in the day and knock those out then it, it the rest of the day tends to become a little bit easier and this also circles back to what we talked about at the outset which is focusing on what we can control we can control how we show up we can control how we are taking care of and helping other people and expressing our concern for other people, putting a little bit of time into one schedule every day for reaching out to people you know, in their personal network to see how they're doing, and then putting a little bit of time into a schedule every day to reach out to people in your business network and your clients to see how they're doing. Like These are all things that people can be doing right now that can help yield results in the present and even more so in the future. This has been great, Josh. Is there anything, uh, any, any last words? I would just say that we're all in this together and we have to remember that anybody that's in the United States that's listening to this, we are all Americans and Americans always show up to adversity with, uh, with pride and with belief. And I think that we have to remember that we're here to serve each other. And so this is the time for us to come together and rally behind our communities and do the work necessary to help people thrive through this time versus just survive through this time. And, and in the end, we'll all come out of it stronger. Like you said earlier, Dan, this too shall pass. And we'll look back at this years from now, just like we do the financial crisis of 2008-9 and just like we do 9-11 and say, do you remember that time when you know we got taken over by a virus all over the world? And can you imagine, can you believe you know, like what we did, what we accomplished, how we thrived through that time? And so I believe in that and I'm excited about that. And I know people are struggling right now. And those are the people that need help more than others. And I also know that People are thriving right now. And those are the people that, uh, that we need to make sure we're connecting with and surrounding ourselves with so that we can do our best. You got it. Exactly. And cheers to our Canadian friends too. That's right. Oh, and everybody in Canada too. All Hi, Angie. Hi, Joe. All over the world. Everybody all over the world. <laughs> we're all coming together right now. So. Uh, you got it, Josh. Hey, this is great. And I, I, you know, I'm in Texas, so we're very prideful down here. <laughs> you got it. You got it. Hey, this was great, Josh. Thanks so much for making time today. Yeah. Thank you, Dan. I appreciate it, man. <clears throat> All right. Great stuff. Have a wonderful weekend. Josh Muller, everyone. Uh, I think it's such an empowering reminder 
to be thinking about what are the things that are in our control and focusing on those things on a daily basis. The concept of a solution orientation. And rather than throwing up our hands and saying, oh, you know, geez, uh, can we, can we do this? What's going to happen? Or worse, I can't do this to be thinking, how might we? Right? How might we solve this problem? How might we still be able to hit our goals? How might we still be able to achieve the things we want in April and in May? How might we? Of course, crowdsourcing wisdom, right? Surrounding ourselves with people who are solution oriented themselves and are attempting to move forward and, and implementing the ideas that we are hearing. I got a text today, the text exchange with a, a great Cutco alumni named Mike Ambrosino today. Uh, and Mike said, I think that one thing I am really grateful for in this moment from Cutco is the ability to unorthodoxly, not sure if that's a word, but it works, the ability to unorthodoxly problem solve and come up with creative solutions. It is the mentality of our great Cutco sales and management team to problem solve and find solutions and always have that outlook of how can we still do what we want to do. And what I really want to say about this is there's an important key concept, which is how we feel when we're overcoming challenges. I know there's some people out there who are thinking, you know what, I'm okay right now. I don't need to do anything. I'm just going to pack it in for a couple months and wait this out and then get back to work after. And during those two months, they're going to sit around, they're going to watch the news, they're going to hear negative stories, they're going to be feeding their mind with stuff that's not positive, and they're going to be regressing as a human. And other people are going to say, hey, this is new, this is different, this in a way is something that I'm going to make exciting and I'm going to tackle this challenge. And there's an energy we feel when we're taking on challenge. And even if we succeed minorly, in overcoming some of the challenges. The small successes will make you feel better and more confident and more capable and more motivated and more inspired. And in the end, everyone, we will all be better because of this. And so let's make sure we're working through this challenge. Let's do the things every day to move through this challenge and learn from it and grow as humans and continue to succeed and thrive. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode of Changing Lives, Selling Knives, hit the subscribe button so future episodes are automatically downloaded directly to your device. And if you want access to today's show notes, including links to any resources mentioned, visit changinglivespodcast.com. This is Dan Cassetta signing off. I'll catch you back here in a few days for our next story about changing lives.